welcome and thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of the Chapel's Disciple Making Podcast. We believe that life change happens best in circles, not rows. So whether your circle is a community group, D group, or your family, this resource exists for practical advice on how to make disciples who make disciples. We hope that this content is engaging and we hope that it helps you in your journey to follow the command of Jesus to make disciples. Hello, Chapel family, and welcome back to another episode of the Disciple Making Podcast. For group life and group leaders, we hope to be a resource for you. And today, we've got a special resource for you. Connor Bird is with us. Connor Bird is the youth director at the chapel. Connor, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much, David. Uh, Hello, everybody. This is really exciting. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We're doing this remotely, of course. You know, Connor is in his house, and I'm in my house, and we're uh, joining by the magic of technology here to uh, to bring you this podcast. But, you know, if you've never met Connor Bird, then you're missing out. This guy is, uh, he's an exciting person to be around. The light in his eyes emits Jesus, but it also, it also says, I'm up to something. There's a little mischief here. I'm up to... <laughs> <laughs> very true. Yeah. And, uh, and so you get an opportunity to be around Connor and you're going to be energized. You're going to be excited. And the fact that he is, um, he's in the position that he is at the chapel is, is really fun because the energy that he, he uh, ex- exudes towards our youth uh, just invades the whole family atmosphere. So Connor, we're glad you're with us. And, um, and I will say this real quick before we get started with questions. Our, our audio is a little sketchy. But that's just the world we live in today. So um, I may ask you to repeat some things here and there if it gets too sketchy. So we're ready to go? Absolutely. Okay, good deal. All right, my first question for you is, what the heck? This is, you know, <laughs> we're, we're in COVID land. And you've got kids at home. And you're being a teacher. And you're being a youth leader. And you're being a husband. And what is this like? I mean, our group leaders are going through the same thing. How are you doing, man? Yeah, we're, we're doing, we're doing all right. Um, yeah, our kids are actually in full blown school mode and we have a first grader and a sixth grader and a ninth grader. And, uh, and my wife works remotely. She's always worked from home for her boss in Dallas and, uh, and I'm working, uh, from home with, for the church. And so we're just a full house. Um, I feel like we're nonstop all the time. And um, it's busy and chaotic, and yet it's been actually really good. Um, That's had to try to figure out how to set some boundaries and some guidelines just for our kids and, and one another <clears throat> so that we're not on <laughs> top of each other all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. So it sounds like a pretty, it sounds like you're doing everything. I mean, it's a pretty normal for right now. I mean, it's not normal for a regular world, but you're, you're home as a youth leader, you're the expert but you're going through the same stuff we are, right? <clears throat> we, we really are. We're, we're living in the midst of this just as everyone else is and, um, uh, and learning at the same time. Uh, we're, we're learning what works and what doesn't work or what works for our family and, and what doesn't work for our family at the same time as well. So I feel like we're, we're, we're definitely in the midst of it um, as well and learning as we go, for sure. Well, I, I, if I know you, and I don't know you well, but I do know that you are a very optimistic person. You find the, the fun things. You find the bright side of just about everything. Give me, give me some bright sides of, um, 
of family life during uh, quarantine days? What are some of the bright sides in your mind? Yeah, um, the, the biggest bright side that I see um, is honestly the answer to the biggest complaint that I get from so many moms and dads. And, uh, you know, back when it was before this time, it was always like, what's the most important thing I can do with my family? Our time is so limited. I'm pulled in nine different directions and, you know, and, and now we've got something coming up. Tell me the one thing that I can do or, or tell me how to make the most of my time. And right now, time feels like it's, it's, the, it's what we have the most of. And so yeah. it's really great because those things that we would say before were important are still important now. Uh, you know, we do family dinners. And the biggest thing was always a, a big tension with a lot of families is how do I do family dinners where I'm taking one kid to soccer practice, I'm working late one night, my daughter's going to dance practice, you know, we just can't do that. Well, now, I mean, my kids don't have any of those practices anymore. And so our family dinners happen every night, um, which is a really, really great thing. Um, and something not to take for granted. Um, and um, because that's such a, a pivotal point to have with our, with our family, um, that to create that routine, to create that dynamic now, to make it normal when we have the time is hugely important. Um, the ability to just have fun with our kids and to get outside and to, to have a picnic in the backyard and to, uh, right. to just chalk paint the driveway and to just have fun with our kids because of the time that we have. That's incredibly important. All the things that we wish that we could do as a family, um, well, I won't say all of them, but you know, the, the, the obstacles that we have have been lessened because our busyness for a lot of it has been taken away. Um, I'm not saying we're not, all, we're not still busy, but uh, there's definitely times right now to take advantage of being a parent, being a mom and a dad. Yeah, great point. Yeah, yeah, that's, um, I love the idea of, I mean, that's so funny. I love the idea of a family dinner. America was built at the dinner table, you know? I mean, our family unit is the foundational unit of our country. But even, even from a spiritual context, what, what do you see is the value there? Obviously, being together is good, but let's go, let's dig a little deeper. Where's the value in having that dinner and being connected as a family? So. Um, the ability to sit down and to look at my family in the eyes with nothing else going on, that right there, that right there does it. Right. <laughs> There's no distractions. Yeah. I mean, for us, that, that's the importance of it. You know, phones aren't allowed at the table. TV's not on at the table. Like, it's just us, which can be terrifying for some families because it, it literally is just us and there isn't any other escape. But that time that we get to, we hold hands and to start off with a prayer and then just have that time where uh, our kids get to know that there's, there's, there's nothing else more important than them at that very moment. Okay, and so, so, okay so not to interrupt you, but I'm, I'm, I'm 14 and that's, you know, I'm 13. Uh, yeah. That's just, okay, dad, that's just weird. Yeah. Right? Yes. Right? So how do you respond well, I mean, to that? For our family, we say um, normal is boring, and so weird is fun. So, I, I mean, I'm sorry. So, I'm like, yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is weird. But, you know, kids today, I mean, t to some degree, that's just, that's got kind of maybe a little invading my space. You know, I'm used to kind of having dinner at a TV tray in front of the television or whatever, but this family dinner, that, that just kind of feels kind of creepy. You're kind of in my world now. And I think you're saying, right. 
I'm in your world now. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm being your dad. I'm being your mom. And, and look, to be honest, um, I get a lot of questions sometimes too, is like, you know, well, how, how do I become the spiritual leader of my family or how, how do I lead my family? And, and this again, so here's the deal. My kids will never have that story of, you know, I, I would wake up in the morning and I'd come down and I'd see dad reading his Bible, you know, before I woke up. And that just, that just instilled in me a sense that, you know, the foundation of our day was built up. I'm not a morning person. My kids will never see that happen. But I hope you know, that Rachel and I's leadership at, you know, that's one of the ways that we get to lead our family spiritually is at the dinner yeah. table. Um, that's one of those right. times where, where we'll, we'll, we'll discuss the Bible. We'll just not only, you can take it how, however you need to, but um, and our family dinners are times where we get to invest in our kids, hear from our kids, to share with them what God's done in our life, um, find out who it is that they, they're hanging out with. How can we pray for them? It's just, it's monumental in the rhythm of our life. Um, I was, uh, we're making some of these calls to our, our church body. And, um, and I talked with a dad in our youth group. And he's like, that's, he's been walking their, his family through the chapel Bible reading plan at the family dinner and bringing together his kind of Devo at the family dinner table. And I was like, that's amazing. And preparing for it though, it, it, it kind of set the bar for me because he goes, he's preparing to bring something to the dinner table that while his kids are all at the table together eating, you know, and they, there's not much time for them to respond back to, he's leading them in a, in a Bible study, so, so to speak, at the dinner table. It's just a, a great way for us to step up as the spiritual leaders of our families if you're looking for that. I mean, it's, it's just, you can take it any way in direction that you need to, but the, that's really uh, great stuff. There are just so powerful. Yeah, that's really, really great stuff. And you know, I, I, I can tell you, my kids, I, I've got a 23-year-old and my twin girls are 20 years old. And they're starting now to kind of turn that corner to where they're looking back and they're saying some of the things that they complained about the most when they were kids are the things that they most cherish now as adults. You know, they'll look back on some of these things that we kind of forced into happening for their benefit long term. And they're going to say, I really appreciated that. I really appreciate that now. I didn't then, but I do now. And really, that's the blessing. That's, the, that's why I have less hair. But that's certainly the blessing of, of, being, um, of being a parent and seeing your children grow beyond that childhood stage into adulthood and looking back and saying, okay, the crown of wisdom is a real thing. You know, that, that when we make those decisions and make those calls... And I think what you're saying too, and correct me if I'm wrong, is now is a terrific time to start those new rhythms and start those new routines. Absolutely. Yeah, I, um, it, it really is. Uh, just with the absence of the busyness that, um, that usually just catches us in the, the whirlwind of our day and our week, I mean, with that being gone, uh, now it's time for us to be intentional. And, and it does take work. You're, and and I, can, I can already hear you mean on top of working from home and parenting my kids and having to be a teacher and having to help out. Now you're telling me to prepare and do more as a spiritual leader in my home. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I am. I just, I mean, uh, we, is, we're, there, is there a higher priority? I mean, you know, that's, that's a real high priority. If you're walking with the Lord yourself, then, you know, he's hopefully leading us into great principles of parenting. And this, this is, this is what we need to hear from somebody like yourself. This is great stuff. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, it's, here's what I do know. It, it won't happen by accident. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it just won't naturally happen. Yeah. And so in the same way, we, we need to take advantage of it and think about it and go, you know, how, how can I pray for my family? How can I lead my family? Um, what are the ways that I can spend time with my family? Um, if you've ever had a kid that's distant or felt removed, or, you know, now's the time where to make the most of this. And, and again, it, it really is parenting. It really is me stepping up and leading. My wife's done a great job of this as well. Um, of like, you know, inviting the kids out in the front porch and they, she and my daughter, I catch them out all the time, you know, reading a book together out front. I mean, they each have their own book, but I mean, just spending that quality time of just getting sure. off. Uh, we, we've gotten really, really techy in, in our house, you know, cause we're all on zoom calls all day long and we're, we're, they're on social media and my kids do get distracted. They want to go and have fun with their friends and, and they're on social media platforms. And so some of it's just shutting those things down. And us having to set that rhythm and set that priority and go, hey, just, hey, let's, let's go outside together. Shut that down for a few minutes. Leave it behind. Let's go outside. Uh, goodness gracious. It's like, I, I can't say that God planned this, but have we ever had more better weather than right now to just get out and enjoy our family and enjoy this time together? Amen. So let's do that. Yeah, no, no kidding. It's been it's been a terrific time, just uh, weather wise, and and the opportunities are are plentiful. But like you said, it's it's not going to happen by accident. We have to do it purposefully. Let me ask you this question too: In your experience, and and I know that you're not a you know a professional counselor or licensed counselor, but but you you've been working in this world with kids for years, and so you've seen things. What what do we need to be looking for? What is the sign? What are some of the signs of these kids? that are, uh, that we need to be looking out for as parents that show us that they're, they're, they're really struggling. What are some of those signs that we might be able to identify to see that they're struggling? Yeah. Um, I think escapism is really huge right now. Uh, as I know, uh, as just feedback from a lot of the youth, um, and, and talking to my own kids, our children are dealing with isolation, feeling removed from their friends, feeling like they're missing out, confused. And so, you know, um, adults turn to other vices and kids though, they turn to generally their, their smartphones or their something else. And that, that escapism, um, we're again, we're a big tech, uh, friendly family in our house. So I'm not saying those things are bad, but I'm saying the, uh, an easy trigger is escapism from our kids of them just delving all their time, attention and focus into their phones, into isolation and especially if they resist putting them down and, and, and spending time away from them, then it's really becoming a, a crutch. There, there is a, an addictive um, uh, you know, behavior surrounding social media taken to an extreme. And so just being aware of that, again, I think self setting, setting, leading our family with healthy boundaries and healthy expectations about how much time and attention that we give um, social media and the internet, because again, that's the, the knee jerk reaction where our kids will go. Um, and I think that we need to just be attentive to that. Uh, yeah. Again, not that it's a bad thing, but just being aware of the escapism tendencies towards them. And I think attitude, uh, this sounds really bad because I mean, teenagers, even my, in my own house, their attitudes and their behaviors, oh, yeah, it's sure. their, their own roller coaster. Um, but you know, if their attitude and behavior is constantly down here, um, then we need to be aware of that because that could be reflective of, uh, and, and honestly, I, I would say, I would say both peaks, reflective of extreme attitudes and behaviors of, of, uh, of always being in the down in the dumps and always being on a high, always being on everything's the best. 
Yeah. Uh, those would be indi in, uh, indicative of probably a youth who's not wanting to actually uh, address how they're feeling. You know, removing their feelings or just putting on a facade that everything's great, even though we know it's not. And so that would say, that would be an alarm for me to go, I need to probably have some one-on-one -on -one time with my kid. And I go, hey, what's wrong? Why are you always happy? <laughs> but, but just, right. hey, tell me about how you're feeling and tell me what's going on. What are your friends saying? And how are you dealing with all of this? And, you know, just yeah. what's going on with you? And let me know. And, and hey, here's, what, here's how I'm feeling. I would say those extremes and attitudes and behaviors would be another indicator of maybe there needs to be a, just another conversation or a come, come alongside me moment with my kid. Yeah, that's really good. And, 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 and like you said, you know, tell them how, tell them how you're feeling. I, I know as a parent, when I would open up and get a little vulnerable, vulnerable with my kids and say, you know what I'm feeling right now? I feel this way. What do you think about that? And at first they're a little, you are, you know, really? Why do you think that? And then, and then they begin to open up and say, well, this is what I feel. And it validates their feelings just because I had a feeling, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it kind of says, okay, now they can talk. And, and it kind of opens them up a little bit. So that's just one thing that, that maybe I could offer as a suggestion of a, uh, a parent with older kids. And that seems to have worked. And um, we're, we're, we're doing that now. Even, you know, we're talking about, you know, what are you most afraid of? We, we play Roses and Thorns. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with that game, but at dinner time, we'll do... You know, every now and then we'll do what's your what's your rose? That's the good thing that happened today, and what's your thorn? That's the bad thing that happened today. You know, how do you feel about those things? So we just kind of go around the table and, and play that sometimes. So that's that's fun. But you know, you mentioned something to me earlier that you guys in the youth department, if you will, you have a lot of resources that we can take advantage of that might help with some of this. I mean, yes, our kids probably need the connection to the outside world through social media, through Zoom calls, and that kind of thing, and we're all adjusting to that right now and creating some new new limitations or whatever that is. But there are also some resources that you guys have provided that might be really helpful. Why don't you talk about some of those for us? Yeah, we um we have we pivoted and we've basically tried to give youth ministry online. Um and so um about well but yeah, several weeks back we went to YouTube. And so we're now doing Sunday programming. Our weekend experiences are live on, on our YouTube channel now. It's brand new um, on, on Sunday nights at five o'clock. And then we're also trying to just insert some fun, insert some worship, insert some devotions there because everyone has access to YouTube. Um, and then we're, we're across all the social media platforms on Twitter and Instagram, especially for our youth, where we're trying to engage with them. We're encouraging them to continue to still go through the Chapel Bible reading plan. Uh, in fact, every night at eight o'clock, we go live on Instagram without we're giving a journal. Uh, we're engaging some of our youth to share their hear journals. It's one of the ways that we can keep them accountable because if we ask one of them to give a hear journal, we know they've read the Bible. <laughs> so uh, we're encouraging them to do that and to tune in live and to share that. Um, when is that and, live and, again? Uh, That's uh, live on Instagram? Instagram live at eight o'clock was when we do our hear journals um, and, every and night. How, and what's the uh, Instagram handle for that? Yeah, the Chapel BR Youth is our Instagram handle across almost all social media platforms. Um, okay. Twitter, I think it's just Chapel BR Youth, and YouTube. We're still we're still working towards a hundred subs to be able to claim our actual unique URL. But if you search the Chapel BR Youth, you'll find our YouTube channel there. Um, and yeah, we're just we're trying to be present in those places because we know the youth are hanging out there. 
And so they could be scrolling along and what better to find a Devo or a worship or an inspiring message or a hero journal um, or something just ridiculously, hilariously funny that would give them a smile for their day that day across those social media platforms. Sure. Are you we're trying to- uh, that's okay. I was, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I, I did have a, a question. Um, did, are you guys trying to, to connect with individual students on a, on a, on a basis, on a regular basis? Do you have opportunity? I mean, would a, would a student have an opportunity to kind of do a zoom call with you personally and privately if they needed to? Yeah. Uh, well, we've shifted our community groups to online community groups as well via zoom. And so every week, um, our middle school, high school, Boys and girls, those four different groups all have their community group that meet um, throughout the week. Um, and their small group leaders meet with them and ask them about their, their week, how they can pray for them, talk about our lesson from Sunday. Uh, for those of them that tuned in, we've got, we've got some small group guided questions as well. And then we want to pray with them each and every week. Um, and then, yeah, I've got a group of guys that I text throughout the week. And um, we're just trying to communicate with our, with our youth as well as much as we can. Um, Again, we know a lot of them are bored, and, and so if we can be a constant voice to them, then that's really, really great. Again, in the time where they, it's really rough, it, it reminds them that someone's there that cares about them. Um, and then, yeah, the last thing for, for our parents, we do have a parent Facebook group um, that we're just trying to update as much as we can um, to give them resources, to hear some feedback from them, and that's just for moms and dads. No oh, kids really? allowed. Really? A parent mm-hmm. Facebook group? And, yeah. and, that's, and that's Chapel Youth BR or Chapel Youth uh, uh, on Facebook too? Yeah, uh, it's actually the UR code there is, um, it's its own group, but it's the Chapel Youth PC. And PC is for Parent Q. That's just kind of our arm for everything that we, that we do for our parents, but the Chapel Youth PC. Um, wow. And that's just moms and dads. That's a great idea. So a parent can get in touch with uh, somebody in, in like uh, one of, somebody on staff, yourself, or one of the youth workers. They can get in touch with that group and, and express concerns or whatever. And, and there's forums there where they can talk through things. Yeah, it's, uh, and it's really one of the things that I, that I hope would take off for that, and I hope it will during this time as well, that it also helps parents help one another out as well. I mean, um, I'm always available for a phone call or an email or a text message or a Facebook message as well. But I hope this group begins to also be an encouragement for moms and dads to other moms and dads. Um, And as we grow and as more parents join it, we're hoping that it really becomes a resource across families as well. Yeah, that's a great point. Well, you guys have been and are a terrific resource for our families here at the chapel. And we appreciate the ministry that you do. And we appreciate the transparent way that you live your life with your family. You and Rachel just kind of just y'all have been just tremendously inspiring because you just are who you are. And I think our kids are responding to that. And um, the fact that you guys have taken so much time and energy to kind of convert the entire ministry to online, the whole church has been doing that. And um, what a blessing it is to have. Uh, people like yourself. I mean, you're, you. Uh, I also really enjoy listening to you uh, lead worship, and uh, and and follow along with that. Um, so good stuff, man. We're glad you're here, and I know that your heart is to be a resource. Your desire is to be for the kids, always. So, um, any other parting shots you got before we let everybody go? No, David. This is great. I think we covered it. This is really really helpful. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I do. I, I, 
we love to partner with parents as a ministry and as a dad, yeah, of having kids across elementary, middle and high school. It's something that we're the world that we're living in. And so I love talking about it so much. Well, uh, here, here's a question that I hadn't planned on asking, but how much of this do you think is going to last when we, when, when we're through the pandemic? And I'm not going to say when we return to normal because so much will have changed and, and changed for good, I think. But when we get through the pandemic and when the world opens back up again, how much of this is going to stick around and stay consistent, do you think? I, um, I, think, I, think, a, I think a lot of it will. Um, I, I enjoy some of it. So, you know, for our ministry's sake, I think it'll stick around. Um, I think the time that we spend together will be even more meaningful. Um, and I hope it does, the leveraging the time that we do gets together. Um, but I, I hope that the connections that we're being able, that we're able to make digitally then just keep us more connected once we are able to get back together again. And when the busyness does creep back up again and our lives do begin to kind of begin to, that whirlwind begins to take off, that we're no longer, we're less disconnected because we actually have the capability to, to, to do a Zoom community group, to be sure. able to online. And, um, and so I hope, it, I hope it never takes the place of us physically gathering, but I hope that it just keeps us connected when we can't. Yeah, that's really great. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a poor substitute, but it is a substitute. You know, that's kind of what we've been talking about in the previous podcast. You know, there's, there's texting, which is, doesn't really create community. There's a phone call, which sort of starts getting you into community. There's the video call, which simulates community, but it's not a great substitute, but it's pretty much all we've got right now. But I think more than anything, if the heart of it is there, and if we ask the right questions, and if we listen well, then we're going to have the best simulation of community possible. And you guys are doing a fantastic job. We really appreciate that. And I just wanted to offer this up to our group leaders because I know that they're in the middle of it. Their group members are in the middle of it. And the resources that you guys have and that you guys are is really critical and important. So thanks for being with us today on the Disciple Making Podcast. Connor Bird, ladies and gentlemen, if you need him, reach out to him. And if you have any other needs, just connect with us at connect at thechapelbr.com. That's our email address. We want to help you meet needs, but we can't help you meet needs we don't know about. Not possible to meet all the needs out there, especially in the circumstances that we're in, but we certainly can't help you if we don't know about it. So reach out to us, connect at thechapelbr.com. We're glad to help you any way we can. Also check out the Group Life Facebook page. We'll be posting things there regularly. And if you're interested in what Connor is doing, check him out online too, across all the social media platforms, on the website. And I'm sure that, Connor, you've got a lot of opportunity for people to get involved um, as the days move forward too, right? Yeah, we do. One of the things that's exciting, especially for group leaders, is uh, we just mirrored a lot of our ministry of what adults are doing. So our community groups, the Hero Journals, the Chapel Bible Reading Plan, um, you know, it's it works for adults and it works for kids. So we do kind of the same similar thing all the way down. We want our we want our young people to grow up and to be thriving in community just like our adults are. So it's real transferable. It's just a great a great thing that works. And so we do the same thing. So we do. That's awesome. Thank you, Connor. I appreciate your time, man. Uh, thank you so much for the work that you guys do. And so uh, we'll go ahead and uh, tie a knot in it there and move forward. We'll see you guys next time. And I'll see you online, I'm sure, at some point very soon, Connor. But uh, we'll see you guys next time on the Disciple Making Podcast here at the chapel. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We hope that you enjoyed the content from today and that it helped encourage you 
in your call to make disciples. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on our website at thechapelbr.com. We're always working on keeping our site full of resources for you as you seek to make disciples. And finally, you can follow us on our socials at thechapelbr on Facebook and Instagram, as well as at Chapel Group Life on Instagram. Thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you guys next time.